The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks, Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Richard. Darren, what have you got in store today? Uh, well, so today, well, you might remember on a show very recently we talked about dreams, but you kind of like oh, yeah. casually mentioned it. But yeah. you also casually mentioned kind of three categories that I kind of, I found actually really helpful in terms, mm. of, in terms of giving people a way to think about their dreams and also what they might mean. And I think it'd be very useful to explore, as I'm sure, you know, a lot of people resonate this, like, mm-hmm. when is a dream significant? When we should pay attention to a dream? You know, mm. when is it just, you know, a bumble of thoughts and when is it something more? Yeah. 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 Um, so I thought that, you know, we, maybe we could start with that in terms of, you know, you know we're all dreaming. Um, we all wake up and we, you know, sometimes we have something that feels like something more like an experience, something a bit more vivid. But we always left with the question, I think, you know, I was just talking um, with, with uh, my wife earlier today, like, when is it significant? And when is it something that we might want to pay attention to? Sure. Um, one thing I'd say, because I used to do dream interpreting at one time on oh, yeah. BBC Radio London and also on Liberty Radio, which I'm not sure, I think that still exists, but it was a, a London radio station at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I found that, that with dream interpreting, you, you're, it's usually like a psychoanalytical thing. Sometimes it might be a astrological thing. But broadly speaking, dream interpreters, they draw on certain universal symbols. So they'll, they'll have some kind of a chart so that if the moon appears, it means this. If something else, a horse appears, it means that. If a bird appears, it means this. Okay. And I also found that those dream interpreters and the way they did it didn't agree with each other. Even though they're going from a child. Yeah, so they'd have a <laughs> okay. universal symbol. And to okay. one, there, was, there were commonalities, but to one, a bird would mean this, and to another, okay. a river would mean something different from to another interpreter. So one of them's going to be wrong. Mm. Uh, what I realised is, and I'm not saying other dream interpreters didn't realise this as well, is, of course, that it depends very much on the person as to what something means to them. Mm, it can have deep subconscious. It could even have past life meanings. I see. I see. So you have to take each individual. There are some universal principles, yes, like in, in mysticism would be the five elements, earth, fire, air, water, and ether. Yeah. Um, but broadly speaking, each person will resonate in different ways. Now, that's just standard dream. That's on the basis that all dreams are the same. Mm. They are not all the same, Mm. which is your question, really. And that's where most dream interpreters go very badly wrong. Some dream... Now, Dr. King himself was, I won't say dismissive, but he heard people talking about their dreams and and reading far more into it than was really happening. He did once, for example, tell me of a dream that he had... Okay. About somebody, this somebody actually is the same person, by the way, that I saw on the other realms in that experience oh, where that there was the music one. and the bookshop. Really? Same person. But at that, that time, the person was alive. Okay. And he told me he'd had a dream that he'd had to rescue this person from the water. I don't know if it was a sea or a river, but he was kind of drowning, and Dr. King had, in the dream, rescued him and brought him on the boat. But he was completely covered in mud. And he said that in the dream, I was standing there with, with Dr. King, 
watching, kind of ready to help, but just watching. And then when he pulled him out, Dr. King turned to me and said, there he is, he's covered in mud, you clean him off. <laughs> really? And that's an interesting dream. I mean, it's not hard to interpret, really. Mm. Um, and it's, it is about that very self-same person. So he would sometimes, occasionally, uh, tell of his dream experiences. Wow. I, I mean, was that, like, helpful to you in some way of dealing with some situation afterwards? It was so obvious what it means. Mm. And, yes, I knew the person. And, yes, I bore it in mind, you know. That, I see. Um, I liked this person very much anyway. Um, but he, yeah. And I did actually, I, I was actually, now you mentioned, I just realised, the last person, Alison and I, who saw this person alive. Really? Yeah. Wow. Actually. So we were in touch with him and we were in Belgium at the time. So yes, uh, not that he was Belgian. Sure. Um, yes, yeah, so actually, yes, I did have dealings with him and I did give him a psychic reading and generally um, tried to help. But I, I think I'd have done that anyway, but I did bear the dream in mind. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. I mean, there's a statement actually in our book here, The Nine Freedoms, and it, this is the sort of our core teaching, is it right. not? And in the second freedom, uh, it does say, I wonder if I can quickly find it, that if you radiate love energy in the... Oh, yes. Okay. In your waking state, you mm -hmm. will... You will uh, I mean, here's a statement. The energy, the freedom called love, does not only exist in your holy days, but throughout each day and each night. If terrestrial man manifests this power during his waking state, he will also manifest this same power during his sleep state, when part of the consciousness is still active. A sleep, as sleep, is a state of projection from the physical body brought about by a certain element of consciousness, then the power love can still be radiated by this part of consciousness. So mm. there you have a, a full answer. Sleep is a state of projection from the physical body. Mm. So now, depending how much in control of that state, I mean, it, sure. you might not be consciously in control. Sure, sure. But yeah. at the time, yeah. is how much you're, going, you're basically... Not having a symbolic experience, but a real one. This is the key. Yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. and yeah. this can be one way that people experiences experience rather astral projection or an out of body experience. It's happened to me. I'm sure it's happened to. I know it's happened to millions of people around the world just from opinion polls which have been done and, and surveys. So that's the, the real core. That's what sleep should be. Mm. But of course, that's not what it always is. Mm. Sometimes people are. Yes, they're projecting from the body, but there's still no control over their state, and there's a sort of rambling of thoughts, a rambling of a meandering of subconscious thoughts. Then you might be able to, you, depending on how vivid it is, get some kind of um, psychological interpretation of them. Mm. Uh, and then sometimes you'll have what I would call a visionary dream, where the superconscious part of you is using uh, your sleep state to give you an insight into your future, and you can have people can, can get a vision of what is to come. Yeah. So those are things that can occur, but basically it's an out-of-body state. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. And basically what you're saying there is that it's an out-of-body state for everyone, but this is defining what sleep That's is. That's the defining one, but yeah. the degree of conscious control Correct. or yeah. even super-conscious control will vary. Yeah. I mean, you could have a state... 
for example, let's take the worst case scenario, mm. where you go to a, a lower place, yeah. not to help, because I've had the experience of going there to help, mm. but because you are drawn down there. I see. And you have rather a ghastly dream, which yeah. you consider to be a nightmare. Mm. And it, you, would, you couldn't really read much into that symbolically other than the fact that you were, um, you know, you were there and, and you, you'll have some recollection maybe. Most people don't have recollection. Yeah. That's the first thing. I think, mm. I think in the aphorisms of Patanjali there is a statement uh, in there which to the effect of meditate upon your dreams and meditate being the key word, get to the bottom of it, really know what yeah. the meaning is. Mm. And you know, that's the first thing as a dream interpreter, or, or even an interpreter of your own dreams, you would need to do. First of all, you need to recollect it. And you need to recollect it accurately. Yeah. Because I've had people many times tell me, and I mean many times, and it's happened to me, about people that they've dreamt about, behaving in a certain way, saying certain things, and I've questioned them, and I said, well, okay, could, what did they look like? And, and, and when it's broken down, it wasn't that person at all. I see. But in their mind, it was that they person. They associated it. So that, yeah, could be, yeah, yeah. that could be an association. Mm. Um, it could even be put into their mind, mm. because it might be a, a, a divisive dream. Or, on the contrary, um, it's something they associate with a person of a positive nature. But yeah. you've got to really remember and know and be sure. And we come back to those words I always mention, I don't know. Mm. If you're not sure, don't try and make it up because you could yeah. get quite misled. I wanted to go into this, um, this area you talked about, which are kind of more prophetic dreams or you know, some aspect of your superconscious perhaps or mm. you know, showing you some aspect of... Um, you know, what might be coming up. Uh, I thought I'd just read the story that I, that I got here. Oh, yeah. Um, this person says, I've always thought there was something more to dreams than just randomness, which we've been talking about, right? This, but this one really had me scratching my head. My best friend was having a tough time clearing this university course, and I was worried about it. She gave it another shot a month ago, and we uh, especially were waiting for the result. About a week before the results came out, um, the result came out yesterday, so it occurred like eight to nine days ago, I had this bizarre dream. I was holding her results paper, and it said she got 44 marks, enough to pass. Weird, right? And the crazy part, when the actual results were published, she checked online and was so happy to find her name in the list of passing students. But she couldn't get the result paper because she was out of town. So I went and picked up the paper, and drumroll, the marks on that paper were exactly 44. I told her about the dream later, and we had a good laugh. But, you know, it's just yes, like... That's really good. I mean... First of all, what I would say is that generally, if you have a prophetic dream, mm. and you're pretty sure it's a prophetic dream, it's there to be used. Mm. I mean, the, I most, the most difficult one I ever had, actually it, wasn't, it was in a radio station in Manchester, was a woman who phoned me up oh, yeah. and said that she'd had a dream. She, she had a, a, a baby. Uh, she had a dream that her baby would die. Mm. Um, she woke up in the morning and the baby well, hadn't died. And this is just you know, so much relief. Um, uh, but her question, and then, so she thought, that's great, the dream was wrong. Fantastic. Mm. Excuse me. <clears throat> a few days later, completely unexpectedly, I, I don't know the details of how this happened, but the baby died. Wow. So she said to me, well, why did I have that dream? Mm. So that's what, well, this is where going more deeply into it helps. Yeah. Okay. Why, with that case, which isn't so yeah, ghastly, it's, kind of yeah. it's nice, but yeah. why? 
and it might have been to encourage her friend or something. There'll mm. be a reason other than, oh, I can do this. Yeah. I'll come back, though, to the prophetic point. Um, so I was kind of a little a loss for words. I've never had that experience of losing a baby, certainly in this life. And I, you know, couldn't conceive of how awful she must have felt as a mother and so on. So it was a very difficult one to answer. Mm. But I just asked her this question. Did the fact that you'd been through that terrible experience in your dream in any way help to prepare you for the moment when it came? Oh, yeah, okay. That's and she said it did. She answered that, yes, actually, strangely, it did. I mean, it just certainly didn't make up for it or deal with it, but it certainly helped. Yeah, wow. She had this, you know, as a result, a kind of a premonition and she was more prepared than she would have been. You can never be prepared, I'm sure. But that's what she, that was her answer to me. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I, I, um, there's, yeah, a couple of things that come to mind there. One is that, you know, I've, I've had dreams in which I've done something and I've just the immense, terrible regret that I felt. Uh, and when I woke up, I was just so happy. I was like, oh, thank God that didn't actually happen. Mm. But then it left me with a feeling like I'm never going to do that. Mm, yeah. I mean, you know. Well, there you are. Yeah. So it's a learning thing. Yeah, it's like... Coming back to the, this, this, this woman who had the dream about the exam. It's a woman, I think, had the, ex yeah. the exam yeah, yeah, that's result. Yeah. I mean, it's also telling her something, though, as well. It's telling her that she, can, she has psychic powers. Mm. And it's telling her yeah. that as per the nine freedoms... What you manifest in your waking state, you will manifest in your sleep state and right. taking it the other way. If you can do something yes. in the sleep state, you have the potential at least yes. to do it in your waking state and make it a thing. Yeah. So that woman could unlock her psychic powers. Yes, yeah, this is pointing That's the way. That's an encouragement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is. Yeah, it that shows is. it's because it's within her somewhere yeah. to do that because it, that case is not a real experience. Mm. Um, you know, the woman didn't yes. have, hadn't had her results. Yes, 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 yes. It's not real. But That's she, true. That's she's true. seeing... Yeah through her dream, what's going to come. Yeah. And very accurately. It's very impressive. Uh, you know, but coming to your point about, yeah, I'll never do that, that can happen. And another thing that can happen is that you can wake up, and I frequently wake up in the middle of the night, uh, you know, about 4 a.m.-ish, mm. with knowledge that I didn't have before I went to bed. I see. And, you know, that could be a result of one or two things, but one thing it could be is that you're going to another realm. You don't necessarily remember it all, mm. or you, you may not remember any of it. Right, okay. But you might have been briefed, you might have been taught, you might have been informed by other people on that realm, and when you wake up, you have some knowledge. As a result of that, you've still got to test it. Yes, I see. But you've been given some insights, and depending on what you do, maybe even some directions. Like you're saying, th that you can use. That like, you can then use. Yeah. Because after all, we've talked a lot about channeling in some of our shows. Yeah. Um, but most people can't channel. Most people probably shouldn't try to channel, actually. Mm. I'd go that far. And, they, and I'd certainly say they shouldn't use trance to channel. I'd be very definite, you know, where, they're, where someone's speaking through their voice. Sure. Yeah. Unless they'd have to be virtually an adept, I think, to do that safely and accurately. So they can't necessarily do that. They don't necessarily need to learn to do that, but they can gain these contacts with people in their sleep state. I see. And I, I again, I've had some anecdotal cases. They're, they're amazing cases um, from people who basically, for example, in one case, 
somebody um, receive detailed information, including addresses which actually exist, they told me, a Nigerian man actually, in, their, in, in Nigeria, wow. in their dream. Oh, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. they tested them out and wow. they existed and it was useful information he actually needed wow. at the time. Um, so you, you, can, you can get... I mean, what happens to a lot of people, and this has happened to me in, as well in an out-of-body state, yeah. verticomas, a dream, yeah. um, you can meet up with uh, loved ones. Mm. And you know, one thing that loved ones, when they die, are very, very intent on doing is letting their uh, loved ones here... Who are still here. Who are still yeah. here, know mm. that they still exist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because they didn't think they would be still existing. Yeah. And most people don't have a strong belief in life after death. And if they do, well, I, I'm going to correct myself, actually. A lot of people, I, I believe reincarnation is a very widely held belief in the world as a whole. Okay. And I think maybe people instinctively probably do. But a lot of people don't. Or if they do, they're not sure. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they have an idea of life after death, it's not a very good one. It's like heaven and hell. Yeah, yeah, got it. And people, yeah. a lot of people think that I've noticed that they're going to heaven or that they're... <laughs> but not to hell, yeah. ...have okay. gone to heaven. Yeah. Um, and, of course, the heaven depictions we have, they'd be bored stiff Yeah. in, in, in real heaven. Totally. But just um, lying there, I mean... Just yeah, but, I mean, they, but yeah. Yeah. they do go somewhere. So if, if these people who've died, these relatives, um, you know, try to maintain... A contact with them, I wouldn't recommend that. And usually they aren't able to because they're the people here don't recognize them, don't, can't see them, can't hear them, but they might meet up with them in a dream at least once yeah. and then think, ah, okay. And, and, and it might even relieve them because then the person, they totally. see that they're well. And, and it can help through bereavement. Uh, it's not something that one should encourage or, you know, don't go to bed at night thinking, now I want another contact, I want to meet my son. Sure, yeah, yeah. Because then you're going to hold them back. Yeah. But it, c- it can happen. And it, it does happen quite frequently. Yeah, actually, I can think of one experience. I think it might have been a moment of truth, you know, some time ago. I think it was it might have been Katie. She was talking about an experience like that that mm. she had had. I think it might have been her grandmother or someone who'd passed yeah. on mm-hmm. who she had seen in a dream. And to her, as you described, she'd found that extremely comforting. Mm. Mm. Um, so, you know, it certainly brings that story to mind. Also, in terms of this usefulness, in terms of, you know, these kind of dreams that you can have, just coming back to that for a moment. I remember an experience I had, must have been 10 years ago or something now, when I, I was... I was working for um, uh, a company in, in San Francisco, and uh, there, I one night I had a dream that one of the girls on my team, she'd come up to me and she'd ask for my help and my mm. advice. Mm. Um, and there were various other like symbolic elements in the dream. And then I woke up. I remember thinking like, "Whoa, that was strange." Mm. Um, and then I, you know, got up, got dressed, went went to the office in the morning, put my keys down, looked up, and she was standing right there, like she had come to my desk, and she said, like, "I need to speak to you." Mm. In my head, I was like, "Oh my god, she knows," you know. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, "You know, can we go into the to a room mm. over there?" I was like, "Sure." Well, that's a that's a very good example. Yeah. And very then she, accurate. And then she came out, to me, and then when we were in the room, she said, like, I, "I really need to ask for your advice." Mm. And I was like, "Okay." So she's seen a side of you in the dream that she hadn't seen in the office or wherever you were. And yeah. then it, she doesn't know why, but she wants to get your advice. Yeah, and, and like me having seen that, com- that interaction sort of symbolically mm. taking mm. place beforehand, and mm. just hours before, basically, you know, while I was sleeping. And then, you know, that advice had, had helped her. And she, co- she contacted me like a few months later, saying, you know, thank you very much. You know, I was able to do this and this. And I was like, wow, that's like... 
you know. Well, th th that's it. So in these cases, dreams can be valid. Mm. There is a warning. Mm. Don't read everything. I mean, sure. sometimes they really are the subconscious taking over. You may be out of your body, yeah. but the subconscious is not organised. It's not functional, and it's a mishmash of events. And it's the imagination can kick in as well in a dream. Mm. Sometimes you'll have an experience yeah. where you you float out of the body. Now this has happened, I believe, to millions of people, according to one poll I saw once. Yeah. And they can see their body in the bed. And if you can then, when that happens, remain focused, you know, while still going to sleep. It sounds like a contradiction mm. in terms, but just remain aware. Uh, focused is a good word. Con the concentration faculty yeah. is still active, even though you're going to sleep. If you can do that, you can actually go smoothly into a projected state quite consciously. There can be a seamless transition, and then you can have the, whatever experience it is you're meant to be having. It with. I see. And then when that experience happens on the other realm, and I always take this myself as an absolute key thing for me, you, when it's over, you come straight back to the body mm. and you'll wake up, mm. even if momentarily. I see. And then go to sleep. Okay, okay. Um, sometimes, it's, usually people don't have that. Usually it's not that controlled, not that conscious, not that... If it might be super conscious rather than conscious, but concentrated, let's say. Yeah. Usually it isn't, but it can happen. You can develop it. To get out of the body at will, I think... And I, I mean, I set myself a real goal to do this in, in the early, you know, in my um, early 30s. And I really set out to do it. And I think it must rank as one of the most difficult things I've ever attempted. I mean, to do when you're not sleepy. I see, I in see. In the middle of the day, Conscious let's just say, yeah, and okay. to get out of the body. Mm -hmm. uh, the place I did it was, um, uh, Dr. King was uh, in, in America and he'd, sent me down or suggested I went down to a place called The Retreat in Devon, which mm -hmm. was a house that, he, that, that the society had at the time, Coombe Martin, which had actually been sanctified by um, the presence of the Lord Maitreya himself. <laughs> um, and before this. Wow. But anyway, I had this... Uh, I did manage to get out of the body, but I, I, it was very, very difficult. It's not something that... Um, I could easily do today, you right. know. I'm not okay. saying I couldn't, but you've got... I really... You have to really... I was working at it and applying myself for a mm. long period to get to that point. Dr. King could do it. Yeah. Um, it's a difficult... I think it's a very difficult thing to do. At will. Mm. At will. Mm -hmm. um, but, to it, but when it happens quite naturally... And again, that isn't something everybody needs to do. It's just right. something I... For whatever yes. reason, yeah, yeah. I get wanted it. to do. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it, it can happen perfectly naturally. And as you evolve, I think there's a big key here in the nine freedoms. Depending on what you do in your waking state will affect totally what happens in your sleep state. And likewise, the more you progress in service, in spiritual service, you're much more likely to have a, like a natural state of projection. Or if not one that you're kind of totally aware of, you wake up and you'll have a good memory of it, and it'll be a very real thing. You know, it will be a, uh, an, you know, an, an event which is, it, it makes sense, because some dreams don't really make sense. They're mm -hmm. irrational, and they go here yeah. and there. And have, but a, a real experience in an actual place, which you can remember and you can describe. And it can be a wonderful thing, depending on the place you go to. Mm. If you go to a lower place, which I have done under guidance, with help from guides... Um, 
it, that just should happen and you should be guided to do that. It's nothing, I'm, again, re I'm not recommending any of these yeah, things. Sure. But you can really help people in certain conditions. Um, it's something I talked, was lucky enough to be able to talk to Dr. King about and tell him about. Mm. And um, uh, he, he made certain statements to me, which confirmed it to me. Um, that the experience was real. Yeah. yeah. I see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I put it to him, actually, um, that also, if you're in spiritual work, you, I, I, because certain people were having issues at the time, you can also get interference through dreams. I see. Uh, which he actually gave an address on. I'm not saying he needed my input, but he, 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 he took it very seriously. Um, and he gave an address on sleep state interference oh, shortly yeah, after I've that. Heard of that. That was after a conversation I had with him in London. I see. About this very thing. But that's why I think it's vital to try and remember, because if somebody did wish to cause, say, discord between... And, and if people are doing something very, very important, then interfering forces will want to cause discord between mm. those people mm. to try and stop it. I see. And so you might wake up thinking that so-and-so did this. Or you may... Worst case scenario, you won't even remember. It'll be a seed uh, in sowed your, in your yeah. subconscious. Yes, yes, Hence yeah. the need to meditate on it. Mm. But that's why I repeat what I said earlier. Really go back to the dream and think, right, now, really was it that person? I see. And what did they look like? Can I actually remember? Why do I think it was them? Is it just a feeling I've got that it was them? Well, can I remember their face? And, their, and when you boil it down, and I've had a number of conversations with people, it isn't them at all sometimes. I see, yeah. You get the same with psychic development in a different way, but you'll have people who perhaps have a female guide, which they take, if they're of Catholic, Catholic background, they assume is the Virgin Mary. Right, yeah. And it isn't necessarily the Virgin Mary. It might be a good person mm. helping them, healing them, whatever. Um, um, it's not impossible that it would be the Virgin Mary, I'm going to say, that, but by yeah. and large, it probably isn't. Mm. But that's what they think. So you can get these little deceptions coming in. Pat, I think the Patanjali idea you should meditate, in, in his idea of meditation, by the way, not some people's idea of meditation, um, on your dreams is a good one. Or contemplate, we could even say. Yeah, no, that's, that's fascinating. I mean, I've, I've, you know, even just along those lines, just recalling some experience where I've had dreams about certain people, but they're like, when I really think about it, their face was quite distorted. It wasn't yeah. actually them. Yeah. You know, it's kind yeah. of like, all right, wait a minute. Why did and I... was it in a place that mm. you think it was? Mm. Uh, and it, it can work both ways, too. It can work that actually you find out it was a certain person. It was a wonderful thing. Mm. And you're seeing a side of a person that you're not seeing in the daytime. I see. Which is a good side. Okay. A great side. It can be very revealing. But you do have to do it with great care. And you do need those words. I don't... <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's... You need that. Anyone who can't take those words on board in their psychic development won't make it. That's mm. Richard Lawrence. That's just my opinion. Mm. Um, but I want to come back to uh, a really interesting, talking about your, your story, yeah. experience that Dr. King talked about. Oh, yeah. Uh, that he, when he was working, and he was working, I believe it was an oil company, but certainly in yes. an office. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And he, had a, he, he could project, and he did project to the office, and he found people there in the office working away and scheming, you know, office politics and all that going on in their sleep state, the same people. And it really infuriated him. I don't know 
whether he thinks he should have done this, but it, for the time infuriated him that people wouldn't be trying to do something a bit more spiritual, at least in their sleep state, not yeah. going back to the office and carrying this on. It goes to show again, actually, what you do in your waking state. Yeah, you that's more proof state. of that, isn't it? It yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. So he cleared the office. And um, when he cleared it, you know, they all went. Now, what he noticed, though, they, they didn't remember this the next day, but they never treated him the same again. Mm. They had a certain sort of fear of him after this, and they didn't know why. So that can happen, too. Wow. I think he said he wouldn't do that again. Yeah, but, I think he was um, like told off or something, wasn't yes, he, by, by yeah. someone? Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that, that, that example, actually. I'd forgotten it, but it, it goes to show that... Because he was there consciously projecting yeah. to the office, yeah. right? But he is then seeing all these people sort of unconsciously projecting yeah. in their sleep state. They, they had projected from their yeah. body, but they just... And, and carrying that's where on they an went. automatic pilot, yeah, yeah. Um, which they they don't probably don't remember that experience. No, no. And if it's happening every night, probably don't remember no, that at but all. But they either. did change towards him. Yes, just yes. like your experience, yes. but a good, your good experience. Yeah. And I have also had experiences. I mean, one thing Dr. King did tell me at the time when I used to talk to him about some of these out of body yeah. things is that I have could have more power on the other realms than I could have here. Mm. And I do, and that can happen, depending what you do. And I do remember a case where I, I was taken, and I think I've described this probably before, so I don't want to repeat it, sure. to a certain meeting of the Ethereum Society. I think we've had... Oh, this is like the train station? Yes, yeah, so I've done okay, that. Yeah, yeah. I won't repeat it then. Yeah. But I, the, the point is, though, that there, there were good people, but they were, it wasn't a great realm... It's great that actually it makes it all the more noble that on that particular that, yeah. realm they were trying to get together and pray, but they weren't very disorganized. And at one point, then I appeared to them, I was in a sort of gallery above, and they looked up. Now, what they saw, I don't know, but it must have seemed quite powerful to them mm. because they immediately gathered around, starting to <laughs> gather act together. And, yeah. and um, <laughs> then I came straight back to the body. I see. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I was able to help them. But I, in that experience, I was guided. I wasn't aware of who the guide was, but the whole thing, I know there was a guide watching the whole thing and helping me with that particular task. It's, you know, I find just you know, reflecting on that experience a bit deeper. It's quite, you know, that that must have taken a little bit of organising. You know, someone thought, you know, what if we got him here and you know might inspire these people? Mm. You know, and then it's just like it's just a fraction of a, a moment in time for you to be there, but yeah. you know, can have that impact. You know, so. I had another one actually, where which was a good, not a good, really good realm, very interesting to me, mm. and. Again, forgive me if I've mentioned this before. It's a very bad habit to tell your stories over and over again, so you, you, could, you could give me a kick under the table. But it was a good place, and again, it was an Society thing, and again, there was a guide there, I'm not sure who, helping, but and I was not kind of with them, but I mm. know they were watching it, it all happen. But... Um, so I left the body, went there, and you know I don't know what realm it is. So I'm going to make a wild guess. I'm just going to say it was something might have been level three, but All that's right. just me guessing, mm. uh, because there are seven levels. For those who aren't familiar, this is the we're on the number one, and then there's six above this one, and there's unfortunately some below this one, which there shouldn't be, and there won't be in the new age, but there are at the moment. Um, anyway, this one was. Quite a cultured place. One thing I noticed was there was an orchestra playing. Okay. And they had no conductor and they had no music. And they, this was a, they had no violins. Sheet, no and, sheet music. Yeah, no okay. music. All right, yeah. Um, and the, but this was like 
and I did, my degree was in music at university, mm -hmm. so I'm quite familiar. You know, and they were improvising. Seemingly to me, they were improvising, which is quite difficult to do with classical music. When you've got violins, it's not like jazz. Mm. You know, there were violins, cellos. It was at least a string orchestra. There may wow. have been wind instruments as well. Yeah. And yet they all kept together. And they, were doing, they were outdoors, actually, in a sort of square outdoors. As I walked around, I saw a, sort of, a couple of ramshackle buildings... And one of them had the Ethereum Society symbol outside no it. Way. Yeah. Really? And I looked in there and there was a whole stack of books. Wow. Reminded me of that thing William Blake said, you know, that there are far more of his books in print on the heavenly realms than on this one. Wow. Yeah. So do you I mean do you think those are books that haven't even been printed here or made here? Not necessarily. Mm. I mean, they seemed I didn't look I didn't open them up. Yeah, I just sure. saw them there. They looked I assume they were Ethereum Society books, but there because it was an Ethereum Society yeah, bookstore of some kind. Wow, it was pretty ramshackle. It could have done with tidying up. Yeah, yeah, maybe they would have helped. But it, it was good. And I actually saw one person that I knew, I didn't talk to them, mm. uh, walking around this square. Oh, wow. they, were, they were in the area. Okay. So they may have... Who, who had been in the Ethereum Society okay. was it, and passed on. Okay. They may have been involved in that. They were walking in another direction, wow. but I could see them. Interesting. Yeah. Gosh, so it's basically, I mean, as far as dreams go, it's a state of projection from the body, mm. right? And we, we may you know, remember it to different degrees and yeah. whatnot. And there are different, you know, I guess, indications of how real that experience might have been, yeah. you know, in terms of how accurately you can remember it. Mm -hmm. You know, like coming back to the body immediately, waking up, you know, for me, that's kind of... Like that's my, my thing. I've yeah. heard that from Dr. King, <laughs> sure, by the way, sure. just something I take as a little benchmark yeah. myself. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, you know, it could be just this drum, jumble of ideas. But, you know, in some cases, there are significant symbolic aspects to a dream. That there can be. That can and there, and us, it can yeah. be a dream which you could virtually disregard other mm. than to note what sort of mental state of turbulence or whatever right. you were in yeah. at the time. Yeah. I mean, you can always learn something from everything. Mm. Um, so I, I think to be a... It's a little bit like to be a, a good counsellor. Mm -hmm. I think you need psychic abilities to mm. do it really well. Mm. You yeah. might have those and not totally. acknowledge it. Now, you know, I often say psychic readers should have some counselling ability, but counsellors, and, and I'll go further, psychotherapists, totally ideally would have the, the psychic and intuitive abilities. And some of them know that, by the way, and use it, mm. and use an intuitive aspect to their work, yeah. as well as their other training. Sure. So, it, likewise, a decent dream interpreter, I think, would need to know about out-of-body experiences, I mean, that's the starter. Yeah. That's per the nine freedoms. Right, right. It's the basic That's the kick-off point, really. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess to that end, even, even as a dream interpreter of your own dreams, um, it's helpful, obviously, to start with that understanding yeah. and then to apply your own intuition to, and to you know, what you may perceive. Yeah, and sometimes you might sort of remember your dream and, it, you know, you were by the sea and you were walking along and then there was this and then there was that. And it doesn't particularly mean much at all. Mm. And it, it could easily have been an out-of-body experience. Mm. Um, but so what? You know, it's yeah. just something that happened. Yeah. Like, you, you know, you went to Margate yesterday. There's another thing that can happen in dreams. This is really positive. All right. That you can have a great inspiration in a dream. I, I mentioned earlier, sometimes you can have a dream and you sort of come back the wiser and you don't yeah. really know why. Mm -hmm. But it can be more specific than that. I mean, Paul McCartney, for example, always says that his song Yesterday was a tune that he dreamt. Wow, never... He didn't sit down and write it. Now, I think Yesterday is his and the Beatles' most performed 
um, song. Wow. Uh, I think all over by numerous people. Wow. Uh, and he, he, you know, he didn't have any words. He used to sing, he says, he used oh, to sing used scrambled to eggs and rock them <laughs> yesterday, and then the words came later. He okay. wrote the words. But the tune was given to him. And I think also I'm right in saying that Elgar dreamt the tune of his cello concerto, which again is a, performed all over the world. But I don't know whether it's the number one cello concerto. Probably is, I think, wow. so in, the, in the repertoire. This is like consciously remembering so after a dream. This, this was specific. Mm. You know, he woke up with a tune. Mm. Um, actually, because again, I come back to music a lot. Berlioz, the composer, oh, yeah. Hector Berlioz in France, he always said that he dreamt um, a tune, woke up with it, but he had to work. He didn't have enough money. He was a journalist, I think a music writer or something. He went to work. By the time he finished his day, the tune was gone. He'd lost it. Ah, and he always regretted true. it. He said he should have just not gone to work, whatever. Yeah. So that can happen, and you could get specific things. I had the you know, specific advice sometimes. Mm. But there again, if you can channel, yeah. you don't need to get it in a dream. But sure. um, it can happen. And so... And some people, I haven't really studied this in any depth, but I think some people have had writings, phrases. Sometimes you wake up with a, just you wake up with, a, with some words. Mm. Was that your mind working? You may not know. Um, or was it given to you? Or right. did you compose those words and then come back with them? So that's like a very concrete thing that can happen in an out-of-body state. Oh, that's a great example to finish on. Thank you very much, Richard. <laughs> Everybody, it's Darren here. Thanks for tuning into the show. Now, if you enjoyed that episode, don't forget to subscribe for more wisdom from the Nine Freedoms. If you'd like to find out more about the Nine Freedoms, about Mars Sector 6 by Dr. George King, go to our website, that's ethereus.org. Richard and I love hearing from you, receiving your comments, your questions, on your spiritual experiences, and talking about them on the show. So do write to us, share them with us at spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk. Always remember that service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. See you next time.